Hi guys, my name is Sarah Samak, known as Sarah Cyclist. I'm here invited by Master Mode to talk about my passion, how my passion started, and all the stories that happened behind the backstage of me getting on a bike. Um, stay tuned. See you soon. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Master Mo Podcast here. And always, today I have to talk about something which is really uh, interesting to dig and find out about, which is basically the passion. A woman who was driven by passion, and she did not let what so-called, I would say, male-dominant industry to stop her from chasing her passion and dreams. Ladies and gentlemen, today I have a wonderful guest, Sarah Asaman. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for making time to be here. Thank you, Mohammed. Good to have you. Good to be here, actually, with you. Finally, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Sarah, as you know about things, and you know, it's it's uh, it's been a pleasure to have you in here, and. But before we jump to what you have done and your, your achievements and the, what's so-called the, what's you call this? Um, Busy Bee, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So before we start the journey of Busy Bee, of course, it's very crucial to understand Sarah from the beginning. So who's Sarah? Yeah, before I start talking about cycling bees, because this is something new that we started. Yeah. Um, not new, I'm, I'm only like six years. Um, my name is Sarah Samak, and I'm known as Sarah Cyclist. Everyone knows me as a, the girl with the bike. I'm, uh, I'm always like riding my bike and enjoy like, um, the pleasure of being outdoors and cycling. I'm, uh, I'm married to a wonderful husband called Abdullah Aradi. He's an entrepreneur and I've got a lovely kid who's like seven years old. And I think she's a copy of me. Not, not my husband, where he's going to kill me now. <laughs> I think, like, the way she looks, like, like me, but I think, like, attitude-wise, it's me. But maybe the face is my husband, so it's a win-win situation. <laughs> I, I got introduced to cycling when I was, like, out in Canada with my my, my dad doing his sabbatical um, in uh, British Columbia, Victoria, to be precise. It's a lovely island where people actually like to be there. It's, it's a lot of nature. It's just green. And it's just nice. So I remember um, uh, my dad was renting that house um, for the sabbatical that we were spending the year there, the summer, sorry, there. And then we were getting bored, myself and my brother. And uh, we, also, right. we asked my brother, like I asked actually my, my dad, can we go on the, to the downtown using blue spikes? And, you know, my dad was like, no, wait a minute. Let me go and ask, you know, I'm, uh, um, ask, uh, the owner if that's, uh, fine or not to take a permission. Right. So he did. And the owner said, yep, go ahead. All you have to know is to do is just like pump your tire, make sure it's completely fine. Mm. Um, and we did that. And that was my first ride ever. Um, never been on a bike ride before. I was 16 years old and, you know, the exposure of cycling wasn't there. Um, we had maybe tricycles, but never like two wheels uh, cycle uh, bikes. Right. Um, so that was my first time to ride, um, and I think I did. I was a bit wobbly, uh, but there were like cycling lanes all over the place there. Right. Um, and I keep going back to my parents, and I say, 
did, did I ride a bike before that time? And they're like, no, that was your first time. I was like, but how did you let me go on a bike? <laughs> did you, did you want, did you really try to get rid of me? And I bounced back and I came back, hey, I'm back. You didn't try to kill me. I'm here. <laughs> so I don't know, but I do remember that incident. Um, and this is where like, you know, this passion actually started. Like mm. we used to cycle like on those bikes, then we got our own helmet. Um, I was like, okay, safety first. Okay, let's go. Let's go buy our helmets since we can ride the bikes. Um, and then um, one day in the downtown, um, we're like trying to get on the bike to start to go all the way back to home. And I remember there was a, a bus behind us. Right. And I'm like trying to get on the bike, and I'm looking behind. And my brother is looking, he's like, oh, there's a bus behind us. I was like, yeah, there is a bus. Um, what should we do? And the bus can tell that we are visitors to the country. Right. And, you know, we're very hesitant to get on the bike. So he looked at us and, you know, he's in the bus and we're on a bike. Right. And he, like, you know, give us some gestures, like, slow down. It's fine. You guys go. And then I'll overtake. So I looked and I'm like, I look at my brother and he's like, what did he say? I was like, I think he said, you guys start and then he will overtake us. He said, are you sure? It's like, I think this is what I read. You're like, his left. I'm not sure, but I think this is what I read. Because he waited for us to take off. Right. And he did. He uh, gave us some time to take off mm-hmm. until we, I think, I believe, like now, because looking at back time, I yeah. think we were wobbly because that was our first time on the bike. Mm. So he made sure we actually go in a straight line to make sure we don't hit him. And then he overtook us. And it was amazing the way he's done it. It was really nice. Um, uh, and that incident just stuck in my head the yeah. whole time. So when I came back to Bahrain and I told my parents, I was like, I really want to try cycling in the country. Yeah. And that's all how it all started. Amazing. How old were you when you started your first So when I started, uh, the first ride ever on a bike, I was 16, you know, um, uh, in Canada, as I said. Yeah, 16. So... So that impression for the first bike or the first um, time to ride a bike and when you had that incident, doesn't that create a fear within you? No, it was excitement. It's exactly the same uh, feeling that all my clients say now when I teach them how to ride a bike for the first time. They say the sensation of freedom is amazing. Like it's uh, just like amazing. So this is how we felt because we wanted to go out downtown while my, our dad was um, at work. Right. You know, right. so it was an escape way for us to go all the way and do something for fun um, yep. while waiting for our dad. So it did give us freedom. Like literally, that was our freedom to get to go and have fun yep. during downtown. Wow, that's yeah. really yeah. interesting story, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> and after that, you, you, this was a, your first experience, and after that, you started... So, yes, so that was in Canada. So when right. I came back, it was like a bit of struggle to find a bike, because I just wanted to ride a bike to try it in Bahrain. Yeah. And, you know, finding a bike was difficult. So the first bike I think I got it was... You know, one uh, one day on my birthday, I asked my brother if he can, you know, sort out one of his, you know, friends, you know, with a bike. And, you know, a few of his friends actually ride bikes. Like, it's not very popular um, between, you know, um, this kind of, like, you know, um, place, I think. Yeah. So we got the bike and I started, I, I rode it. And I was like, oh, I think I really like it. So I really want to do this, you know, and get my own bike. Um, I got my first bike as a, I remember my friends as a gift. Oh, sorry, oh fly. Get away, get away, fly. Okay. Um, oh my God, this is literally. <laughs> yeah. 
There you go. Yeah. It went. Okay. So I'm, I started riding. Um, I got a, a bike as a present um, from my um, friends. Um, the bike was like, I don't know, it was like something that you got it, I think, from the supermarket. You know, it was like, you want to do this bike? So I make fun of them now. Um, and I rode on it only maybe less than a month. And yeah. then I went and I got my first bike from the local bike shop here in the country. Right. And uh, I remember um, the bike shop, when I entered, they looked it was like a Sabahrika walking in the bike shop. You know, what, what, do, what do you want? It's like, I'm looking for a bike. So obviously they show they thought I'm I'm gonna have like a, just a city bike. And I'm like, no, 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 I want that one, the thin tire, you know, the drop handlebar. I want to go fast, and that goes fast, which is a road bike. Right. And they were like shocked, it was like, okay, here we go. And I bought my first bike um uh, when I started working. That's like in 2006. 2006, um, wow. Yeah. Um I think before that actually. Uh five, you know. Okay. So I started riding there. Um, uh, and uh, I bought my own bike and I started riding in a small compound here in the country called Awali. Awali, yes. Because it's like, I told my parents, it's like, you don't have to worry about me. I'm in a, in a compound that where the culture is very used to seeing Cycling girls on bikes. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. For them, you know, because I had this uh, phobia of me being uh, a girl on a bike, yeah. a Bahraini girl on a bike. Um, so that was the struggle. So I didn't want to do it between locals because I don't right. want to be judged. Um, so I did it um, in Awali because it's a, it's an expat community. Exactly, exactly. And that's how we started. Amazing. And when you when you were when you were starting your your first when you got your first bike, the thin bike, as you yeah. mentioned. Yeah, that by the way. It's a road bike. But I want to say it's only this one that goes fast, you know, the tires. It's the same thing, but it goes fast. So that's fine. I like I speed. Mean, right. And we when you when you first um, start doing some practices and going on uh, on the trips on a daily basis to train and stuff like that. Were there in your mind any kind of competition or something like yeah, that? To be honest, to be yeah, just for fun. Hobby? It was for me to release my negative energy from work, actually, because I used to work for a bank uh -huh. uh, and I'm not the person that can sit in a place. Um, so it was a way for me to actually let go all the office work that I had to do. I'm um, doing the bank. So I was at the Awali compound cycling there like at least every other day. Um, and I was doing it for fun, you know, and, you know, even like I met a group of experts that I started cycling there with them. And then we started riding actually from Awali all the way down the road to Zalag. Wow. Um, and I'm talking about even before uh, Sofadel Hotel was being built, you know, so I've seen wow. everything. We, we used to go there every week and we can see it being built. So it's quite really nice. Like, you know, you saw, I saw all of this. We'd go to the beach, have like sambusa, potato balls, <laughs> cycle bag, go to Banyanchi at that time. Now it's a Larine call. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Cycle, yeah, yeah. have breakfast and overdo the breakfast. And then, oh my God, cycle bag. And this was hard. So it was leisure, like a leisure cycling. And we're doing it for fun. Yeah. It's a way to be outdoor and do something um, lovely. Um, and, you know, I, and I'm talking, I was like cycling and I was like, you know, literally no Bahrainis around me um, until this group actually left the country. So when they left the country, this is where I actually were alone cycling in Awali. And I'm like, oh, it's my friends, you know, I miss my friends, you know. Um, and this is where I, I actually started riding um, with a group of Bahraini boys that I met in, uh, in the local bike shop. And they asked me to tag along. And I said, listen, I'm doing it for fun. I'm not 
planning to do any races or anything like that. Yeah. And then when I went out on uh, my first ride with them, I realized that I actually loved the um, feeling of pushing on the bike. Right. And, you know, I realized like, oh, that could be something that I haven't, you know, done it before. And uh, that's it. This is where actually racing started. Um, uh, and my first race, I've done it, I think, when I was like 22 years. Mm. Um, and I've done it just because I was turning 22 on the 22nd of March. And I thought, you know what? Yes, I'll do that race because I like to do something different on my birthdays. And in this case, I was turning 22 on the 22nd of March. So it's 22 and 22, like it has to be something good. So I did my Ooh. first race. And, you know, there's categories and I won my own category there. So wow, that congratulations. Me, yeah, that will give me that thrill of like, woohoo, you know, I love being on the podium. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how you your first experience? Because you said it's your birthday eve. So it's a new birthday. Yes. And you're going to your first ever race. Yes. In your whole career. Yes. You had my whole life, been life there right. before. No, that was my first race. And I remember it was a team. So the runner was a good runner. I didn't know that. So, you know, when you go to a race, you know, they give you the brief. Okay. A lot of people don't listen to the brief because you're going to just follow the person in front of you. Right. Exactly. Okay. So we're all guilty with this. Okay. <laughs> we're all like, we're well, the first time, you know, you just assume you're going to follow the person in front of you. So I remember, you know, I was like all over the place, like getting excited, like getting distracted with so many things to do. And then, uh, you know, the race started, it was a duathlon. So the guy went to run and then mm -hmm. comes, comes back. I had to get the chip and then start my ride. Right. Uh, so what happened? He came so early and he was the first one to arrive. And I'm like, Oh no. What do I have to do now? He's like, you just go <laughs> the bike. Go. He's like, oh my God, I wasn't listening. Where are we going? So I'm this like, you know, uh, you know, I realized like, oh my God, I do have a really good runner, you know, with me. Um, and then I started like, you know, the ride. So that thrill, you know, thrilled me big time and mm -hmm. made me alert that I can actually um, start racing um, because I like the feeling of like pushing on the bike. Right. Um, the energy that goes into you, the blood is so good. Um, Adrenaline, mm, when it's Yeah. So I'm, uh, and this is how I started. Then I started to actually train for races. I start, I did like some local races, being on podium, being very competitive. Like I was like, I know, you know, this girl is faster than me. I've got to beat her on the course. And then, oh yeah, I'll overtake her. So it's like, you know, all of those feelings, first time feelings on the racing course is really like exciting. Mm. And then I thought like, oh, let's do something um, more, um, more different. So uh, I started doing some international races. So I started to go outside the country, get my own bike, travel all the way to another country and do a race there. So, for example, I've done um, a charity ride where I cycled from um, uh, Budapest all the way to Munich in wow. seven days on a bike. Um, it was the time that I was actually talking to my husband, and that was the year I actually brought married to my husband. <laughs> he suffered a lot with me, <laughs> being not available because I'm cycling, but yeah. Um, that was like, um, it was a really big, uh, big thing. It's called Global Biking Initiative, GBI. I joined another team and I did it. And I was the first, um, Bahraini, actually, someone, uh, a first girl from GCC to do it. 
Um, and then I was like, I felt like this is not enough. I went and did like this um, is not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I started looking for like different races, right? Like uh, something that I haven't done it, and yeah. you know something different. Yeah. So then uh, the next one I've done was like one of the things that I've done was uh, Maratona Dolomites, yeah, which is a big race in the Italian Alps where you go up the Italian Alps with another wow. 9,000 cyclists from all around the world. Um, and, you know, I'm talking about 30,000 people apply for it and they take only 9,000 people, you know, wow. and it's only by, like, by choice. So um, I went there, I did it, and I remember everyone was looking at me there and, like, why are people looking at me, you know? You know, why taking the registration, getting the bib? I'm... It was a bit weird. Like I didn't know. I didn't understand. Like I'm, I'm there with with my friends, but you know what, what's going on? But obviously, I did look different. You know, right, right. So then, you know, even the owner, like the organizer, who is like at that time maybe seventy years old or eighty years old, was an old guy. Was looking. So I was like, oh, can I take a selfie with you? Then you know, someone that everyone is looking. I was like, I'll take a selfie with you. I was like, I don't, but I don't know why everyone wanted like you know to look. Then I realized I was the first Arab girl to actually come wow. and do the race. Yes. Wow. So, yeah, because I was like, that was, wasn't was like normal. So when I Googled, like, looked at the statistics, there was no one from the Arab countries. Oh, my God. So I was really happy that, you know, I was like, okay, now they know that, you know, Arab can do that. And after that, more Arab girls started doing it. I was really happy. Um, so that was a big race that gave me, like, a different sensation because it's in Italian Alps. It's not flat, you know, right. it's mountains and it's proper mountains. It's not like a Larry Hill that we have here. Like, <laughs> oh, right? come on. We stop it on it, you know. If, when you say that, as if we have a mountain, actually. Exactly, <laughs> you know, that, I mean, it's the biggest one we have and we struggle to get over it. Right. And then when I went there, I was like, oh my God, this is a big one. Um, and then I did even like, um, I got qualified for a world championship um, while doing a race in Dubai um, mm. called Spanish 92, which is a 92K um, around the country, around uh, Dubai. Um, and you get qualification spots according to your performance. So that year I did really good, got qualified. But I didn't go because, you know, my daughter was starting school on the same day. So oh, I couldn't, you know, but it was fine. Wow, such an amazing story. So these are some of the things I've done. Wow, this, mm -hmm. this, you call some of the things, to be honest. I don't see it as a some of the things. Yeah. I see it like a big thing for us. Okay. No, big question, Sarah. Yeah. When you came back to Bahrain. Yeah. And with such a mentality and <clears throat> a confidence after you've done this, the race, and you have been the first Bahraini or the first Arabic lady who've done so. Yeah. What was your feeling towards others and community? So I'm, I come from an academic background, like my father is part of the university, mm. and he believes that yeah, you have to always give back to the community. Um, and you've got to always like uh, work hard towards what you're good at. And then I married my husband, who's like, and he's, he he built him his his own self, right? He started everything from scratch. So I was surrounded with my best two men in my life. I'm uh, I realized like you know what? Actually, I've seen a lot of my local girls here that are not feeling comfortable to ride on a uh, in a right ride a bike in a group. Because most of the groups here are dominated by men. Exactly. So when I started actually, uh, like my first time to actually start training after pregnancy, you know, my at that time my coach said, "How, how about you train um, for your favorite race in um, in Dubai, Spanish?" 
um, and you know, try just to aim for it. And then there's an Ironman here in Bahrain. You can just treat Ironman as a training um, practice for your for your big right. race in Dubai. And I said, okay, fine. I'll team up with someone else to do the run and the swim, and I'll do the cycling. So I started cycling with my my friend Dana, um, and we used to take photos and videos. I like taking videos on the on a bike. I always like taking videos on the bike and cycle uh, like pictures. And then more girls started to actually ask us if they can join. Right. So I was like, you know what, you know, um, you know, yes, of course you can join. You know, we're just two friends cycling and we like to take pictures. So more girls started to join us. Right. And then, you know, I wanted to just start like a WhatsApp group, you know, because it's easier to have one yep. group to talk to everyone, right? Yep. Yep. And I'm talking about five one girls. One place that exactly. accommodates everything. Exactly. So I was like, you know what, instead of like texting like this friend, this friend, this friend, yep. separately and saying that like we're starting 5 a.m. from this phase, 5 a.m., 5 a.m., it's going to take a long time, right? So I started a WhatsApp group and I called it Cycling Bees. Uh, just cycling bees. Cycling bees. So wait, wait, hold on one second. From where you got this name? Exactly. Like, so I'm um, where did that start? Yeah, it's yeah, Because yeah. of my bike. You know, my bike is called Bumbly Bee because it's bright yellow and black, right? <laughs> so they all always always call it the bee. You know, even when I used to cycle for the association, they would call it Mahrul in Arabic, which means the bee. Yeah, okay? yeah. So I'm um, so I'm always the bee. So I was like, you know what? And let me write down cycling bees, and I'll change it later on. You know. And that never happened. You know, everyone liked the name because it, it's like girls buzzing from one place to another place. It resonates. You know, it's it, it works. It is, you know, it we're is, yeah, it is working. You know, and whenever <laughs> anyone asks about the, the right. name, I point at the bike. It's like, we're looking at my bike. You know, it's the <laughs> beat. This is the beat. It is. <laughs> so, um, this is how it started. Uh, more girls started, sorry, more, uh, more girls started to actually, um, write. Um, the girl, um, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so more girls started to actually join us because we were the only one, we're still the only one, um, cycling, uh, the only women only riding group in the country. Wow. Um, because I believe as a girl, you want to give them comfort to ride uh, on a bike. It's not nice to be riding with boys that you don't know. Right. You know, sometimes you have to bend, sometimes yeah. you have to stand up. Yeah, you know, exactly. you don't want your, your back to be facing, you know, exactly. um, boys, you know. Understood. So um, we give them that comfort and we were the first group to actually have an escort car behind us. Yeah. So the escort car can always like, you know, give them the comfort. If you get tired, you can actually get in the car with a bike and then jump off whenever you feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then st- the group started to grow, you know, and, you know, I was like a bit like, ooh, this is like growing. So my husband came to me and said, um, why don't you get a qualification, you know? So you get, like, credibility, you know? Um, I said, oh, yeah, good idea. And he said, you know, I know you have the experience. Back off with something to prove that you are actually qualified to lead this group as well and qualified as a coach. I said, oh, that's interesting. So I wrote to my, uh, to my coach. And he said, you can actually go to Bridge Cycling in London and get qualification for it. So I applied for Bridge Cycling, got mm-hmm. qualified there, and came back to the country. Turns out that I am the first one, Bahraini woman, to be uh, qualified in cycling as well. So that was another big thing that I was like very proud of it, that I am the only one in the country. Sure. Um, and then I started actually coaching people who've never been on a bike to actually feel comfortable to ride bike for the first time with the bikeability courses. So I enabled more girls to actually ride bikes and 
And this is how our group started to go, 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 go. Amazing. What a, a really inspiring story. I have not knew that actually, but just let's go back a little bit mm-hmm. uh, to the exact moment where your husband t- told you about uh, the qualification in London. Yeah. So he got me, told me about the qualification and right? then the coach told me, go, you can get something like that in London. So I did go all the way to London. And how is the experience well, there in great. London since you mentioned you first want to come back behind with a qualification? Yeah. I would like to ask you, what's the experience with the colleagues there that, you know, that... Yeah, so, like, what was funny, I that was my first trip alone without my husband. Um, um, and that was something big for me because, you know... Um, and it's in London. It's a big thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I was born in Manchester, so it's fine. Oh, really? But, yes, you know, I was born in Manchester. Um, but you know, um, uh, to travel without my partner was something big for me. Um, uh, so I traveled there and I remember the first day of the course, you know, I, the coach was just asking, where did he come from? Where did he come from? Where did he come from? So everyone is like complaining about, oh, we got the train, we got the metro, we got the, like, a, we drove this long. Okay. Because they're all like Brits. Brits and okay. Londoners. Yeah. So they're all from there. And then they come to me. It's like, where did he come from? I was like, I actually flew in there for this course. And they look at me. It was like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, for Bahrain. He's like, what? I was like, yes, I arrived two days ago <laughs> to make sure I am here. And they're like, whoa, you know, you're dedicated. I was like, yes, I really want to take this seriously. Yeah. Um, and I want to get like the right things, you know, to learn about cycling. Mm-hmm. And my aim is to actually equip more beginners into the sport. Um, and the course was perfect because it's all based on science and all the things that will give you the comfort to start cycling. Um, mm-hmm. And I was so happy to do it and be the first one to do it as well in the country. That's so impressive. It's really impressive story. Now, when you came back to Bahrain with high qualification, and yeah. you already had started, you mentioned with your friend, Dana about the busy bee community, I would say yeah. all the groups. And when you came back with a qualification, what was the reaction from the people who discouraged you or that looked at you that, oh, this is not for a yeah. So now, when, how, how would you look at them now? It's like, hey, I'm qualified Well, to now. start with, even when I start wanted to do the, the, the group for girls only, I remember my friend was talking to me, she was like, do we have to be like say this? I was like, listen, we always <laughs> said it was only for girls, and we have to stay on it. Like you know, yeah, it has yeah. to be for girls only. Yeah. And you know, when I was in in London, I've seen a lot of announcement for rides for girls only. So I said, you know, I like you know, it's there in the UK. Why are we scared to actually stick to what we said? Um, and you know, it was hard to actually even tell my friends. I was like, even if it's your husband or your brother, he can't join. It's like, he's my son. It's like, yes, he can't join because he is at the end of the day, a boy. Okay. And I want to make sure it's only girls. So it was hard because you've got to stand up for a lot of your close people and say, no, that person can't join because he is a male and we are for females only. Um, it was really hard. A lot of people thought we are, we're just a group that will end in a, in maybe a, a year or so. But we've been going since, you know, 2016, you know. So it's like a good six years um, from here. Very impressive. So, um, so it's, it's a lot. But when I got the qualification, mm-hmm. this is where I actually, um, started coaching people, you know, mm-hmm. to get 
riding on the bike. And that feeling is so fulfilling because, you know, how many times I've got 60 years old coming to me and they say, we've never been on a bike. 60 years is old. Is it possible for us at this age to learn? Of course it is possible. Age is not a factor. And the look is like, are you sure? I was like, yes. Why do you have to keep telling me your age? I don't care. They're like, no, but we're 60. I was like, I don't care. I was like, I need to know for my statistics. Yes. But that's it, you know? You don't have to keep reminding me your age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first time they ride and balance on the bike, if you see the excitement in their eyes, it's amazing. I can't forget it. And now every time they see a bike, they remember me. All the adults I've taught them, they'll never forget me because, you know, they've learned it when while they were adults. So that's the, the thing that I liked most. Wow. If I would take you to that moment where you feel fulfillment of teaching somebody something and they really start to taking that, yes, we've done it, and it's thanks to you. Yes, of course. Do you think, do you think about um, the monetary factor or do you think, do you, do you think about the monetary factor that, yes, I want to do it on the larger girls or the larger community or you focus just on the quality of that? So it's all, I believe it's like now I'm doing one-to-one. I, I realize um, people love it when they actually get to know the person. That's why I, I'm, I'm very much active on social media as well, because I want people to know, even if you're an athlete, I do have a life as a mom. I do have a life as a wife. I do like, I have a life with my friends, you know? So it's like, you know, I'm just a normal person because a lot of the girls, for example, if they want to start cycling bees, they look at us. They're like, oh, we're not fit. I was like, you don't have to be fit. I was like, but we don't have a skinny bike like yours or a fancy bike like yours. It's like, it's completely fine. You know, you don't have to have a good bike. You don't have to be uh, very fit to start something. So, um, so it, this gives them like a nice, uh, like a feeling of comfort to come. Um, and that's what I like, you know, people joining for the first time, believing that this is possible and doing both for them. Um, what else? I got that distracted. I'm very honest. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, you know, I heard something, I was like, what? Right. So, in general, what is what what was your aim when you you know when you start building up with the people? What was your aim? Don't you think that for me, I wanted to empower more women to actually be comfortable and ride their bike as a lifestyle. Um, I don't like it when people say I want to do it as a sport. No, you should be able be comfortable to ride even around your area, how to be smart about cars. You don't own the road. Like when cyclists go on the road and they think they own the road, no, that is wrong because you've got to share the road. So it's a lifestyle. You've got to know how to act smart around people, around objects, uh, obstacles. Um, uh, Other places, yes, they teach them that uh, cycling is a a kind of obstacle. You've got to watch out for them as a car driver. But here... You've got to watch out for your own self. So um, don't take things for granted. Um, you know, um, I do recommend like people start at different times of the day cycling. Obviously, if it's a rush hour, don't be on a bike because, you know, uh, possibility for you to get hit is higher. So after that, it's, it's different. But I want to empower more women to feel comfortable that it is okay to ride a bike. If you're fat, it's okay. If you're old, it's fine. If you've never been on a bike, it's fine. You know, just... 
try it. And if you go by the procedures and it's a little techniques that you do, you will learn cycling and you can get comfortable on it. So I really want to see more girls on the bike. And yeah, like last year on our Think Pink ride, the pink ride we've done, we had more than 125 girls on bikes yeah. riding for us. So amazing. It was amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. Talking about uh, Think Pink, it's actually in October and this during this podcast is, as you see, uh, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to, I'll try to my best to publish it by before end of October, just to give the awareness of a breast cancer in October. Yeah. Um, now I had a question. Yeah. Since you've done such a big moves and bold moves, I would say, yeah. in, in my opinion. Yeah. Don't you think you, if you shift your thinking to this, focusing on empower girls to be in race rather than empower them to be in a bike, what makes you think that was in a race? Yeah, it, like wh why don't you think to be as a coach to prepare younger generation to be a racer, like or going well, on races? Well, I believe in majority. Mm. So most of the girls want to do a change in their life. For them to actually think of a race won't start now, okay? Mm. So when people start racing, it's because they've been cycling for some time, okay? Our culture, community here, and I'm talking about 16 years ago, there were no girls on bikes. Exactly, okay? exactly. Yeah. Like, I used to be the only girl in the groups for so many times, okay? Like, the only girl would be another expat, or my coach at that time yeah. was a female, okay? Yeah. But that's it, you know, no, no one, no local, nothing. Mm. So now, thanks to, uh, like, you know, for the big races that happened in the country, starting with Ironman that brought by Sheikh Nasser, okay? Mm. This is where people actually started to believe that, oh, yeah, there are girls on bikes cycling as well. And then this is the publicity helped us to actually be comfortable. Mm. Now, the second one thing that happened in the country is actually COVID. When COVID happened, everyone started to be on a bike yeah. because they started to get bored. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. yeah so everyone <laughs> had a bike. You know, we, what kind of bike? We have a track. What is bike? Well, track was like, we don't know. It's just a bike. Okay, but everyone had a bike. They yeah, started riding true. without knowing what's, you know, what's, what's the, what the type of bike they have. So, um, so like this happened as well. Like that start made a lot of the girls start riding or mm. realize that they can't actually ride a bike and they need to learn how to ride a bike. Okay. So I believe if you have majority of people riding around the country, then, you know, you're lifting the country to the next level. Mm. I believe in riding into in between the villages. Why? Because I want other people to see a cyclist, to see how they should overtake a cyclist when they are on the road. So mm. less problems happen. Um, I'm, I don't like, I, I don't go to Zalat as often as other cyclists because, okay, it's just a straight road. You can go fast. Fine. But what about the others? You are talking about cycling safe, you know, and how to be around, how to cycle around cyclists. You can't go to a cyclist. It's like, oh, you have to have a safety me measure between you and the car. Well, if the car is not overtaking you properly. Yeah, that's exactly. not my mistake, right? Exactly. So, how can a car know how to overtake a cyclist if that, that was his first time to see someone riding mm -hmm. in front of him? You know, so it is like um, it is like it's a knowledge, it's a lifestyle. I believe in it as a lifestyle because if you do it as a sport, after a while you get bored and you stop it. Right. Okay. Right. But if it's a lifestyle, I'm going to a coffee shop with my daughter on a bike. Then I will continue doing this. I'll go to my friend on a bike. 
I will continue doing that because it's a lifestyle. Mm. It's the same thing when someone wants to, for example, lose weight and they do a crucial diet. And after a while, they put it all back on. Why? Because it wasn't a lifestyle. If you do something small, it won't stay. I've been cycling every day, like for the past 60 years. Wow. I did not get bored. Even during pregnancy, I cycled. After pregnancy, six weeks, I jumped on the bike. I got married, I cycled. Before that, I cycled. Nothing stopped me. Okay, because it was a lifestyle. I go around it, time change, places change, yes, okay. Like the groups change, yes, because it's a lifestyle, you have to accommodate where you are. Like when exactly. I just like delivered my daughter, I was breastfeeding her, it was impossible for me to start a ride at 5 a.m. Yeah. Because I was breastfeeding her at 2 a.m., for example. Right. Is that possible as a girl? Yeah. No, you, if you want to jump on a bike at 5, yes. But you won't be focused and you might have an accident. And you'll be tired. Tired. And you don't want to have a, you don't want to be tired on a bike because right. if you do, you'll fall and there are cars around you. Okay. Yeah. And that it does happen between cyclists. They get True. carried away. True. They don't want to say no to a ride. And then what happens? Right. The safety goes. I think okay? people should know. I should, they should educate themselves from to say no at certain stage. Sometimes yes. saying no is a good thing. It is. Not a bad uh, thing. Yeah, but sometimes they feel like they're getting a little bit uh, bullied by the yeah. community. Like, oh my God, you know. And this is the pressure we get it as female. Mm. When we get married, they're like, oh, you're going to stop cycling. Your husband is not going to allow you. I was like, I'm sorry. I met my husband while I was like dining at his restaurant, you know, of my cycling. You know, everyone knows our story of cycling. I used to cycle. Go have Ace at his place, and that's how we met. He's not going to stop me from cycling, and I proved him. I did actually my races after that as well. I did my dolomites. I got twelve qualified for a world championship. All after marriage, so everything is possible. It's all about the lifestyle. I work around it. Sometimes he has to go out in the morning. I was like, okay, I'll I'll change it. I'll go riding on another day on the afternoon. Everything is possible if it's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's simple like that. Amazing. What an amazing story, Thank to be you. honest. <laughs> um, overall, with the depth of information and how you distinguish your your uh, passion, I would say, how you distinguish your passion, how you understood your passion, yeah. and melted to a way that it can, uh, for sure, giving back to the community as yeah. your father, just like you mentioned, it's like it's it's one of the noble things that has to be said in my podcast since I started uh, this journey. It's really inspiring to get to know such a, a strong feminist story, and what an a pleasure to to squeeze in such event within that period and era back in time until now. So I'm really amazed because, as you mentioned, 16 years ago. We wouldn't see a girl on cycle. Yeah. No, no, I believe that you are one of the role models who influence the cycling for girls in the kingdom on the island, which I'm really proud to have you here and sharing okay. your story for sure. Um, now, just to understand something, when you had understood your passion and the sport and enthusiasm into cycling, yeah. were you also interested in other sports or you were just focusing on cycling and other things? Good question. So I'm, so it's a, like I always tell my girls, you have to find your cup of tea, you know, what really keeps you going. Mm. Um, I did try other sports, you know, I'm, for example, I, you know, like I'm not a jump person. Mm. If you take me to the gym, 
I don't like it. Really? Um, yeah, I don't like being indoors. So I realized that I'm not an indoor person. I like to be outdoors. Mm. Um, I remember I, my husband was told one day, it would be nice uh, to actually try tennis because he loves tennis. Right. But I was like, you know what? My aiming is really bad. You know, <laughs> the ball comes here, I try to hit it. It's not. And he doesn't understand it. So he was yeah. like, why? He was right there. I was like, you know what? Yeah. It's nice to have you as a husband, but maybe we should not do this work together. <laughs> Were so, you really told them that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, uh, so, um, uh, yeah, like tennis wasn't my thing. I, I don't like, uh, running. Running is mm. not good for me anyway. I'm not allowed to run, but, um, tennis is not good. Um, uh, I tried other things. Um, was it my, um, my cup of tea? Um, I, I really want to be outdoor and mm. I like speed. So I want something that goes fast mm. and outdoor and actually an activity. So cycling was one thing. Motorcycling is nice when I'm at the back of my husband. <laughs> <laughs> so you just don't run that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm happy to be at the back of him. Because I was like, okay, this is not my cup of tea, you know? So I believe in this. You have to find something that works for you. Exactly. Uh, when someone learns cycling, they say, woo, you know, I was like, give it a go for a few times before you commit and buy your own bike. Because mm. it is a commitment. It is an investment. And, um, you know, it's, it's no offense if you don't like it, you know, to be uh, something regular at it. You've got to enjoy what you do. Exactly. You and for me, I like well. outdoors. You know, even if it's hot, I like it. When it's right. winter, I like it. When it's running, it, uh, raining, oh, okay, muddy, nice, I like it. <laughs> oh, really? So, so no weather will stop you whatsoever? No, it's, uh, there's a fun in every situation. So when it starts raining, mm -hmm. we love it because we go through the mud and we get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and finding all the muddy puddles and get stuck and make fun of my friends, you know? <laughs> so I like that, you know? Right. I, I like going fast. Like, it, it all depends. I like going on a, on a short ride with my daughter all the way to the coffee shop because she's a little girl mm. and you know seeing her on a bike and a small bike <laughs> cycling it's very powerful i feel like good you know and well whenever they pass and see her they're like oh my god i was like yeah i know she's actually seven but she looks like five but yeah <laughs> which is good <laughs> i like your laugh by the way there is one question in my head now mm. you mentioned that you are not really you didn't find it's not your cup of tea to to go to jams and but there is a question don't you need sometimes for example to strength training exactly strength yeah. training your core your yes so you know just this, to, you can do it at home this is what i do so i've got my own dumbbells i've got my own equipment i can do it at right. home whenever i feel good mm. right so i go by how i feel mm. like today it's like oh okay i feel like oh i want to go for a swim but i'll do that like like half an hour strength training just to maintain my uh my 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 physique to be honest you know yeah. but that's it you know um uh, but for me to actually commit to a gym the only time i'll go to a gym and work out there is because i'm sponsored on my to do some videos there oh, <laughs> otherwise really? you're not gonna see me there okay yeah so i like like being a free bird i would say on the road right just you mentioned because you have i i i heard it in the first of the podcast but then i didn't want to 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 go depth on it because yeah. you, you mentioned you were a banker Yes. So another banker, I was like, I was a banker for two years only at the beginning. Yeah. So I graduated with honors um, from statistics and um, physics from Yobi. 
So then I got uh, picked up by the IVF graduate program for um, mm. uh, to work as a market risk analyst um, in one of the local banks here in the country. Mm. Um, I worked there for two years, and then everyone got to know me at the bank as the girl who moves a lot. So I did have a like a bright future there, but it mm. wasn't my cup of tea. I did not enjoy it. I'm uh, so then I had a trip, came back from the trip. And then, you know, I used to do something for part-time, and mm. that was science entertainment for kids. Mm. Um, and then they offered me, it's like, what do you like to come as a full-time? I said, you know what, this is actually more fulfilling because you're actually, <laughs> like, working in uh, giving uh, back to uh, to the kids. Um, uh, you're actually explaining science in a fun way to kids. Mm. So you're doing better parties, science theme, workshops, as a uh, science theme, everything, being on stage, doing a lot of shows, as a science team as well. So um, I actually enjoy that more because I can see the, uh, the result on my uh, on the kids. And I love it when they get excited. It's like magic that mm. they know their science. Like I make something fly, but like, oh my God, it's flying. I was like, no, it's about air pressure. Okay, and it's all about the difference. It's like if you do fire, there's less air pressure here, more air pressure there. That's why it goes up, for example. So it's all like, you know, in the, in the excitement in their kids' mm-hmm. eyes made me going. And I started working for this company called Mad Science for a good 10 years. You know, um, uh, yeah, and, and I love it. It's a Canadian franchise company here. But it was amazing. So then, you know, when I started coaching, having clients, I had to actually leave them to go full-time like you know because i had started to have a lot of like time to coach um so i thought you know what you know my husband said okay you know what it's maybe time for you to actually focus on cycling as your, mm. your new thing and i did this now so i moved to cycling but you know i still like what i did i'm proud of what i've done before with them because it was really exciting and it was giving back and you know my when my daughter and my daughter's seventh birthday actually asked Matt Science to do the birthday for her because it was super for fun. So as a parent, I came back, I went back to them as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's really interesting to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <The> fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, for sure, I, I, I truly understand and truly relate because at the end of the day, when you when you walk and you're also doing cycling or as entrepreneur cycling, yeah. you also need time for your family, you need time for your friends, you need time yeah. for baby, yeah. your baby, your own baby. So I truly understand. And when you say free bird, that ignite my thoughts. Like, oh, I need to go back to where she mentioned yeah. about the b- being a banker. Because yeah. at, at the beginning of this podcast, I was saying, just I want to go deep in and find out more about you and yeah. why you started your journey as a yeah. cyclist. But sometimes it, the conversation sometimes... Yeah, it's just, it's <laughs> exactly. Actually, it's always like that. <laughs> it is. It is. It's really interesting yeah. to, to dig in and find even more uh, yeah. of what you have said. And... What an amazing career you've been for sure. I, no, <clears throat> if I would ask you, yeah, um, for your cycling career, what is your highest achievement that you're proud of until this moment? Well, I think you know I've done a lot of unique races, as I said before. Um, but I am very proud of being recognised as the girl who started cycling in Bahrain. Like, um, you know, like any girl, they you know, I started cycling. Um, like, I'll give you one incident that I was very proud of. 
uh, a girl got hit um, by another cyclist on the road in Zalai, okay? okay? And she was on the floor, okay, with a little bit of cut, okay? So a group of cyclists passed, and they're like, boys. So they called me, it's like, Sarah, there's one of the girls here down, or one of the bees fell off, you know? I was like, listen, it doesn't have to be one of the girls just because she's a girl. So right. they assume that any girl is one of my girls. Oh. So like, and I was like, no, you know, I know the girl, but she's not, you know, she's, uh, she was my girl. But I was like, yeah, thank you for telling me, but you know, it's fine. She's, uh, she got sorted. Then another person passed in front of her. They called me. It's like, sorry, we think one of the girls are here. I'm like, listen, you know, I'm really proud that, you know, you think that all the girls <laughs> would be my girls, but sometimes they're not, you know, but the possibility for them not to be my girls was really low. So, um, mm. so I've been really proud of this. Like, you know, someone was complaining about girls on bikes and then, you know, they're like complaining about me on one of the social, social platforms. Like, you know, she started, she's the one who's like getting got all the girls on bikes. And I said, oh, thank you. You're actually complaining about me, but I'm proud to say, I'm proud to read that you actually think I am the one behind this. You acknowledge my achievement. I'm happy for this. So I think my biggest achievement was actually getting known as the girl with the bike. You know, the times I get stopped in the mall, you're the girl with the bike. I was like, yeah, my name's Sarah. But like, oh, okay, Sarah. <laughs> it's again my name, but it's okay. It's the girl with the bike, with the yellow bike, right? Doesn't get up to me. <laughs> so it's good. Like, how many times girls actually go to buy a bike and they don't find anything that they like because they want something yellow and something oh. similar to me. Mm. You know, so it's, it's really nice that I actually, proud of, that I actually made this, you know, I'm, sure. um, I like it whenever, like a lot of people, when they come to our house and they see loads of bike stuff, you know, I was like, yeah, I like to collect anything like that with a bike. Yeah. But I, the other thing that they don't know, a lot of my friends or like people know me, they just, when they find something that has a bike logo, they'll send it to me. Like, Sarah, we found something like with a, uh, but, uh, with a bike. Yeah. And you can find that most expensive, for example, at this price. I'm like, thank yeah. you. And I go buy it. <laughs> oh, they send it to me. So it's like being known as the, as the cyclist. And I, like, all my media is all about cycling, cycling, cycling. And I insist that my page will always be about cycling, giving advices in cycling and all of that. I'm, I'm proud of this. I think this is good. It's, this is, they haven't seen it before. Um, I'm proud, I'm Bahraini, I'm proving to people, like, you know, uh, for example, I got chosen as the trade ambassador in the country. Then wow. I realized I'm the only one in the Middle East. Wow. You know, there was no Arab, you know, to, I'm no Arabs at all. You know, I realized when I checked the list for women empowerment um, in the States, mm. that they actually recognized me while they were like in the States, you know, I'm like, whoa, and they had a feature of me um, nice. on two pages spread. So I was really proud that I'm actually recognized between international racers. I'm not like an international racer. I'm a local girl on a bike. I would say I'm a local girl with a bike that I believe cycling is a lifestyle. And I got n noticed by, by, by the big company as well. Wow. And, you know, I was like next to a page to like high level um, uh, um, cyclists. So that made me, I was really proud. That was, I think, my biggest achievement in my cycling to be actually recognized internationally for something big like that, to be a trick ambassador. And people are like, how come she's a trick ambassador? I was like, listen, I got chosen because I've been a trick girl for 16 years. I've been giving back to the community for 16 years. You know, I never let go of cycling. So this is a good thing. Right. I, 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 to be honest with you, I feel 
really bad when such people think the other way around, when they don't appreciate what you have done and they think that you should not be there and they yeah. don't recognize your effort and then they will just, you know, sarcastic, I would say, about, yeah, yeah you've done nothing, that's nothing, that's not that something. And, and these exact people, you, if you relate that question to them, They'll do nothing. Yeah, they were just complaining, and it's like they don't deserve that. But hey, what have you done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, <laughs> of course. You know, I think that either in you and your um, community, you get judged. You know, it's all about how you stand up for them. Like uh, to start cycling sixteen years ago, I'm having a bike rack at the, at the back of my car. You know, everyone knew that I'm a cyclist. But then sometimes when uh, like a visitor comes to my uh, parents' house and they see the car, it's like, oh, who cycles here? And, you know, depending on the person, my dad will say, oh, it's my son, you know, because it's like, oh, if I tell them it's my <laughs> daughter, they're like, what? So yeah. it depends. So actually having a supportive parents was really helpful at the beginning of my life. And if I didn't marry someone who's supportive to me as well, my mm. cycling could have end. But because I married some of the right person, I'm still right. going. And I managed to do and achieve more. Exactly. So exactly. it's all about, all about believing in what you do. And mm-hmm. I believe in the law of attraction. So if you believe in it, you'll always attract the right people towards you. True. Very, very true. Yeah. I, I believe in that as well. Now, you said about being, this is one of the noble as well to, to mention. It's an unintangible something to be proud of. And yes. this is really, really interesting. I, your answer is drive my imagination to somewhere you couldn't yeah. imagine it, to be yeah. honest. Now, looking in the future, in the coming years, what mm-hmm. is your future plan or what is the future plan that you want to achieve? Um, I think, uh, oh, like my husband one day, we're, we're driving around the country. I'm not going to say the place because, you know, maybe <laughs> someone gets the idea. <laughs> Um, uh, and then we saw a place and I looked at it and he's like, isn't that a beautiful place for you to actually start do like a riding school, you know, for a cyclist? And I'm like, this is amazing. He's like, it was actually a riding place where people actually learn how to drive apparently, but mm. you know, it's left alone. Yeah. So I wish like I can do something as big as that. Yep. You know, have bike community courses in all the schools, be like teach kids how to ride cycling, to ride safely on the road because this mm. is what they see. And I panic when I see someone who's not riding. And I'm proud that to see actually my daughter goes crazy when someone on the road without the helmet. She's like, oh, he's not wearing a helmet. I was like, oh, stop it. Don't say it. You know, it's okay. It's their life. I don't care. I'm not going to talk to them because sometimes, you know, I don't, I'm just a girl on in a car. Mm. I'm, uh, but I like this. So, I wish, like, you know, we will have more, um, be able to spend cycling more, you know, uh-huh. on, a, on a bigger scale. That's interesting. So if I would say that you was your answer, is that the imprint you want to keep in this world or to be known as the cyclist, Sarah? This is your ultimate goal for personal? Yeah, I think everyone knows me as a cyclist. I can't change it anymore. <laughs> it's too late to think of something else now. It's like, you're the girl with the bike. Yeah, yeah that's me. Because yeah. a lot of people don't recognize me when they see me outside in the mall, but when they do, they're like, wait a minute. I was like, yeah, I need a bike next to me. So you can recognize me. I want to have the sunglasses. 
So I'm, yes, I'm, I already been recognized as the girl with a bike. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy that people know me as a coach that makes people ride in two days. So I'm really proud of this as well. Wow. So, um, so I just want to keep that legacy going on. Like I, you know, you know, people who really go on a trip and they send me their bike, the picture on a bike and that their dream came true because of me. That feeling is just amazing. It's priceless. You know, I like, I had people knock themselves. Like I had a girl. Um, uh, I remember she learned cycling with me and then her son sent me a message. He's like, thank you for making mama actually ride a bike. We're so happy. We're so proud of her. And I'm like, well, this message is just so cute that the son of the girl actually wrote to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just like achieving that. They think it's impossible. I had another girl I remember during COVID. Um, she came to me and like she came in a, in a class and then she couldn't do this in a class after mm. two years I told her it's bugging me can you just come you know for a class you know I know you had a difficult time I was like I think you're relaxed now can you come for your second class she's like it's impossible to learn cycling I really want because of my daughter <laughs> started like crying and I was like just come you know I know that you know your husband around he can hold your, your daughter and come you know and he did oh. she did come and uh, I remember she rode a bike. She managed to balance it. And it was during COVID. So she's in the mask, no in the mask. You know, everyone like, you know, uh, like, you know, we're keeping a distance. And uh, like, you know, we're outdoors anyway. Um, she had a nervous, uh, a nerve breakdown in the middle of the place. She started crying, oh. crying like a baby that she actually managed to balance a bike. And I felt sorry because she's on a bike and she's crying her head out. And I looked at her. I was like, I know it's COVID. But I was like, oh, listen, I don't interact with a lot of people. All of the people I interact are on the, on the bike. I'll keep my distance. Do you need a hug? You can go and wash up, you know, after that. But do you need a hug? Because she was like crying, like crying, crying. As if someone died. Oh. Um, and then you should like, yeah, please. <laughs> it's like, she gave me, I gave her a hug. She's like, <laughs> I was like, okay, now, okay, I can't do more than a hug. This is, that's like, this is what I can do. Um, but that feeling was really nice. Like, you know, they'll sure. always remember me, you know, yeah, that yeah, I sure. made it possible, you know, it is, you know yeah. because she thought she's, Nobody. She's yeah. she's a failure. She's like you know, and she got over that feeling. And people were like her family were like bullying her because he can never ride a bike. Yeah, and she's done it. But that feeling is just like I can't get over it. You know, that happened like two years ago. I can't right. remember. I can still remember it. I can tell it's just like having its last night. Yes. I can see it through your yeah, eyes yeah, and how yeah. you say it. And yes. it's like I can truly believe that yeah. the power of changing people and how you feel back. It's not about money always, don't you? No, no. Yeah, yeah. I actually did that class for her for free. Oh, really? That's just even come. better. I don't like just come because it's bugging me. You know, I need <laughs> to get over that feeling because I like to see everyone cycling. And sometimes people, you know, need a bit more time to relax. It doesn't happen very often, but when it happens, it's like, it's my mission to actually make you get over it. So, Amazing. you know, so I actually hunted her down. I was like, please, can you come? I need to find peace with myself. You know, I need to, I need to, I need to see you riding a bike. And mm. that happened. And, you know, that was like, Boom. Just, <laughs> you know, because you, you built a, a, a confidence within, Let's say how many hours you built yeah, the confidence. Four hours only. Two days. That's two days. And two days. You, you're talking about two days maybe. She have been wrong for years. 
Yeah. She's been yes. having this situation for a very, very long time. Yeah. And imagine right. what you have done in two years. I am sure if she were here at the moment, she would have this silly cry and say, Oh, you yeah, remind yeah. me of that now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think she'd know her. I'm talking about her. If she hears this, she's like, That's my name. <laughs> I think for, for the benefit of, of the guests and I mean the listeners, it's, it's good to, to share it it's because in this podcast, we are sharing the stories to inspire, yeah. to, to acknowledge such a strong feminist here in the kingdom and in, the month of October of uh, that. What a coincidence. Yeah, So it's it's really, really an amazing. And um, I would push my team forward to, <laughs> to release it in October. Perfect. It should be in October, not more than that. Yeah, give me the look. And he was like, I'm not looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I know, looking. I know. Like, like, Acting like I'm busy. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm ignoring. I'm like, no, he's saying whatever, whatever. Yeah. What did he say? No. If I ask you this question, Sarah, yeah, sure. who is, and think about this for a second before you answer. Okay, I'll try to think. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your biggest supporter in oh, the cycling? This is very difficult. In cycling, it's my husband, my mom, my dad. My husband, I would say. Now. So you have nothing. <laughs> well, I have to be honest because you know, like he has to put up with all the bikes I have uh, at home. He's mm. got to put up with me, like going on on a bike ride, or like you know, you know, he can run away from me if he was, but he did not, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm grateful for like for him, you know. If he wasn't around, you know, if I like here in the culture, you can always easily get married to the wrong person, and you know, and not have a supportive husband. Yeah. And if you don't have someone who supports and believes in you then your passion will eventually go down. Like you can go strong, but you need the support of your surroundings. And for me, now it's my husband. Amazing. But before Amazing. that was my parents before getting married. <laughs> so it's a phase. I believe in phases. You yeah. Know? So. yeah. 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 Very interesting. Now, what is the advice you would give to the younger generation watching you right now as the first marine cyclist and who achieved Big, bold moves. Yeah. I believe I want them to follow their heart and do what they feel good about. So if you feel good about what you're doing, keep doing it because you'll achieve more. So that's what I'm saying to you as well. Very, <laughs> very. <laughs> what an amazing uh, episode. Um, I, I'm really thrilled for for this again Sarah thank you. thank you so much for being here it's been a pleasure to have you in ladies and gentlemen that's a wrap up of our podcast if you haven't subscribed yet to the channel you're missing big time yeah. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts Sarah before I end my podcast uh, no thank you for having me as well you know sorry for the delay been like a crazy month for me, <laughs> is, but yeah. you know, I know. Fully understand. I fully understand. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, everyone. So I, but I, I, I wish you all the luck. Keep Thank going. Um, do what you believe in, and inshallah, uh, you'll achieve what you like. Thank it you, will man. be hard work, but you'll get there. Thank you for saying that. What a wise word to wrap the podcast. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, to. After watching this podcast, thank you, Sarah, thank once you. again for your time and your precious time to be here and sharing your story. You inspire tons and tons and tons of ladies. I don't think that 
this podcast will influence someone, but it's just to give awareness, especially what's so-called the male industry or the male dominant industry, which I, again, (laughs) (laughs) so thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good night and bye-bye. Bye.